audience, this is Chance Gilliam, welcoming you to the Chance by Chance podcast, a resource for young creators navigating the professional field. What an episode we have lined up today. You've come to the right place. For years, Four Sigmatic has been among my favorite companies. They do some truly great work. Having originated in Finland, it's now a US-based organization specialized in superfoods, medicinal mushrooms, and adaptogenic herbs. Since its formation in 2012, Four Sigmatic has found tremendous growth under the direction of founder Taro Isokapila. Still a young group, their products are now sold in over 25 countries, and you can find their functional mushroom coffees, hot cocos, and elixirs sold at retailers nationwide, including Whole Foods and other natural grocers, as well as online at foursigmatic.com and through online health websites like Thrive Market. They relocated to Los Angeles in 2015, which is right around the time they came into my awareness. Tim Ferriss first brought the mushroom products to my attention on his podcast, The Tim Ferriss Show, and I made full use of the offered discount, picking up a couple boxes of coffee with lion's mane and chaga. Amazed by the way it made me feel, and extremely pleased with the ease of instant coffee in my travel-smitten lifestyle, I continued my tour of Four Sigmatic's inventory, trying out everything. I quickly became a fan, and naturally, the next step was to explore their original Mushroom Academy at foursigmatic.com, which converted me into a firm believer of fungi's powerful properties and the wide-ranging potential for their use in our modern world. Learning how underappreciated by Westerners that entire kingdom has long been, I doubled down on my support for Taro and his team, leading to a true moment of joy when I unexpectedly met the crew at the Bulletproof Conference in Pasadena, California last year. It was one of the interactions that actually incentivized this podcast's conception. As I wrote in a recent blog post, the conference placed me in close proximity to industry leaders across fields of personal, societal, and global development, Keeping with my standing goal of pursuing self-education, a podcast seemed a fantastic way to document my studies and a compelling factor for those who might consider meeting with me. Expecting another encounter with the Four Sigmatic team at this year's conference, I planned to invite Taro on the Chance by Chance podcast. Knowing he'd meet more faces than any person could possibly remember that weekend and imagining the massive amount of unsolicited media opportunities an individual of his stature must receive, I wrote a one-page letter by hand explaining the influence his work had added to my life and providing contact information should he like to get in touch. I handed it to Taro after speaking with him briefly during the Saturday evening soiree. When we passed each other the following day, he told me someone would be in touch shortly to get a call on the calendar. That person promptly presented herself via email as Lucy Sunday for Sigmatic's aide-de-camp who I'd like to thank at this time for arranging the logistics and providing pieces of information as I requested them. One such piece of information was a bio that I'll now read for you. Taro Isokapila, the founder of Four Sigmatic, is on a mission to make medicinal mushrooms, some of the world's most researched superfoods, more accessible to everyone. Born in Finland to an agronomist father and nursing teacher mother, Taro grew up on a farm his family had owned since 1619. There, he foraged for mushrooms and other wild foods while learning about the natural food space at an early age. Following his early education on the farm, Taro later completed a degree in chemistry and a certificate in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University. 
In 2006, he won a Finnish Innovation Award for discovering that the sought-after Japanese culinary Matsutake mushroom also grew in Finland and found a way to export it. Taro has lived in eight countries on three continents. He has a strong personal interest in health and wellness, which includes activities like making raw chocolate and practicing yin yoga. He has also recently taken up a unique practice of napping on a nail mat, which is a modern form of acupressure and helps to energize his busy life. I will speak to that one personally. Uh, I own a nail mat, and it is wonderful. Taro is a reputable source on superfoods, an expert on natural health, and has been a featured speaker at Summit Series, Wanderlust, Further Future, Culinary Nutrition Conference, and WMEIMG. Taro was also chosen as one of the world's top 50 food activists by the Academy of Culinary Nutrition. Definitely check out Four Sigmatic online or at the Shroom Room if you're anywhere near Venice Beach. Set yourself up with some mushrooms and spread the goodness. For now, though, please enjoy a conversation that I very much enjoyed. Here is the Four Sigmatic founder, Finnish fun guy, Taro Isokopila. All right, Taro, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me on. First things first, for at least the second year in a row now, you've been at the Bulletproof Conference, which is our point of connection. I'm wondering how you found that event, how you choose other events to visit, and how you benefit from them. Yeah, maybe like um, four or five years ago, my friend introduced me to Dave Asprey, so I guess that's the first touch point into um, into Bulletproof Conference. I'd heard about the blog before, um, through my couple of my friends, one of my friends, Yako, sent me a link to the blog. And so that's how I kind of got into the Bulletproof. And I guess they started the conference pretty soon after and um, we signed up. So it's, it's a pretty simple story, actually. But that's how I got on it. How do you benefit f- from events like conferences? Yeah, I mean, look, um, I love traveling and being kind of semi-nomadic. And a lot of our team loves it as well. So these events offer this place where we're in, a, in, in over a weekend, an intensive weekend, but still in a shortly time, short time period, um, you can meet a lot of the people you've connected with, interacted with our partners and influencers and our customers and all that stuff. So it's, it's just a great place to meet people in person and then continue the dialogue online. I'm a huge believer in, I'm not a proponent of, only meeting in person or only online. I think there's a magic when those two get connected. I hear you on that point. And I'm glad that you used the word nomadic because that actually prefaces my next question. On Taro Isakopila, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, taroisokapila.com. You are self-described as a Finnish nomad turned into a fungi-loving foodpreneur. And that site then leads to foursigmatic.com where anyone listening can find your mushroom products, including the coffees and elixirs, your recent book, Healing Mushrooms, which was awesome, and the Mushroom Academy. Uh, But I'm hoping you can tell me about your life as a nomad, because I currently consider myself to be exactly that. Well, I'm actually trying to, like, a little balance it off and have a little more routine and actually buy things. Um, Right now, my place doesn't have any furniture. Yesterday, I I finally got a bed. So I'm actually trying to buy stuff. So I'm, I'm going slightly to the other direction. But for the last uh, almost a decade, I've been more or less, um, you know, 
depending on the situation, either living from an Airbnb or, you know, renting short term or um, living in different countries. So um, um, the U.S. technically is my 10th country I've lived in and for different purposes I've taken either job somewhere, studied somewhere, or just this current business for Sigmatic to take in different places. And and it just offered me an appreciation to different cultures on a deeper level that I don't get when I travel. You know, I've spent the last decade as well traveling quite a bit. And when you go to a place for a few weeks or even a month, it's hard to sometimes get a full grasp of the culture. And But when you stay there a little bit longer, you don't fully get integrated, but you learn to still appreciate the daily life and that's the kind of the path I've been on for the last almost 10 years. And are there any particular lessons uh, from the last decade of travel that have carried on to help you in your current role as president of Four Sigmatic? Yeah, I mean, so many. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of lessons to be learned, and I guess those are reflected in our business greatly. Anything from sourcing ingredients from third world countries to um, to also how we build our business, where we have an office in LA, Santa Monica, and now New York and Finland, but uh, still we're a fully distributed team, so basically anyone can work from anywhere. Today we had a call, and team call, and there were people from Texas and Florida and Maine and New York and um, even Mexico and Finland, and that's all over the place, so... Um, definitely probably that being fully distributed is pretty obvious. One thing I've learned from that and just uh, the different di digital tools and online tools that I use to just live my life as a quasi-nomadic person. So um, the same things that we've used in our company. Yeah, and it seems like it's working for you now. The company has found some, some great success in the last few years since formation. Yeah, we do okay. <laughs> but it's also like over a decade of work with mushrooms and, and obviously we've had great, you know, we're standing the shoulders of a lot of giants, people who dedicated their life to uh, mushroom research and and also a lot of our um, fans and supporters have helped us get to the point where we are. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't start by raising like venture capital or anything like that. So right. really our fans and, and, and our tribe has helped us grow. And taking a look at your education, I know you studied at Cornell and you earned a degree in chemistry and a certificate in plant-based nutrition. Uh, but to clarify, was that before or after receiving the Finnish Innovation Award? Did you, uh, did you move from Finland to the U.S. for school or did you return after that? Can you clarify that for me? Uh, so I've technically studied in five countries, so, um, but yes, that would... Cornell was after winning the award, so the award was about 12 years ago, so, yeah, look at you, we're going through all the resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm always curious about college, I have personally chosen not to go, I'm currently in, uh, in a pretty extensive period of international travel myself, but I'm always curious to ask about school, and I'm wondering if there are any lessons from your time at college that have carried on to help you as president of Four Sigmatic, and, and an example or two you could give me of why school was important. Well, you know, going to undergrad or I went to grad school as well, and uh, and all that stuff is all nice. But at the end of the day, you should never let. I think it's a Mark Twain quote: "Never let education interfere with your learning." 
and I think the focus should always be in knowledge and wisdom and not uh, degree. You know, I've you know I've received multiple degrees, but that doesn't mean that those have helped me uh, as dramatically as self-studying or um, actually just working. You know, that's you know just learning by trying and learning by practice and learning from other people has been obviously more valuable. You know, schooling does offer some benefits, but you know, uh, you should never never be over-focused on the education and rather than focusing on the actual learning and growing as a human being. Absolutely, and that's a great Mark Twain quote. In writing the book, how did you approach your research at that time? In what ways have you continued to stay learning? Well, the book is kind of split half. One is the educational part and the other one is the recipe part. The educational part, more or less, was already there. You know, it's when you worked on it for 10 years, it's just putting that, everything you learned and kind of condensing it. There was, you know, obviously I had material for like three, four books, but uh, I had to really focus on what really matters, what are the things that are someone a newbie. It was written mostly for a person who's not yet familiar with all the benefits of mushrooms. I didn't write it for already pre-existing mushroom experts. So that was like fairly easy on the, kind of the research part, but it's really hard on the edit part when you you know, you edit three to four books into half a book. And then the other half was recipes, which is, you know, um, pretty fun as well. And, uh, you know, um, our product manager, Laurie, helped uh, with the recipes as well. And just experimenting new stuff and getting them done, that was also pretty fun. So uh, I guess the research was more about building the right recipes. And then um, and the actual information part was already in my head and just getting it in a condensed way into the paper was the challenge. Yeah, and we're currently learning a lot more about the, the kingdom of fungi. How do you keep up with the uh, scientific publications? Are there any particular media outlets that you use to, you know, keep up with the, with the new news, the current information as these new things come out? Yeah, I feel a little guilty about that, actually. So in the last six months as I've been on promoting the book, I've had much, much less time to go through the latest research. That makes sense. <laughs> you know, you should have a balance of both by consuming and creating. And uh, right now I've been, you know, out there talking a lot and have less time going to the lab to research, so to say. But um, I learned from, I have we have a small community of, really smart, health-conscious people and uh, anything from doctors to nutritionists and we share articles and things. So that's how usually we get, we share good stuff with each other. And then um, and then otherwise, these days, I feel like this is the work we've done in the last four or five years. I feel like whenever there's a new research paper, someone emails it to me. So um, right now, I'm grateful to not be in a position where a lot of people who almost crowdsource good stuff for me now. So, but um, yeah, I'm hoping to kind of stop giving interviews for a while and start reading again and studying again and experimenting again. It's, 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 I've had much, much less time for that as of late. I've noticed in, in that answer, but also in, in other things I've read about you, you uh, refer more than once to the concept of yin and yang. And, and that sounds a lot like the answer you just gave with a balance between consuming and creating. Uh, are you uh, a follow, follower of Taoist philosophy or where has this come into your life? Uh, hopefully I will never be a follower of one concept, but rather learn from all of them. So 
I wouldn't say I'm a follower of that principle. Um, but I think if you look at any system or knowledge, or there's usually the concept of balance. Even in nature, there's a concept of balance where opposing forces, day and night, life and death, you know, up and down, like those that seem seemingly, which are dualities, are actually not necessarily dualities. Those um, connect together, and, and, and that's been an, obviously a big thing that I try to also apply in my life. But, um, but um, yeah, I don't know if that answered, but I don't technically follow Tao's uh, philosophy, but I try to learn from it. It's all about balance. Switching gears here, uh, I'd like to hear how you first came to know Laurie and Michael and some of your early teammates at Four Sigmatic. How did the group assemble back in the day? Yeah, it's, everyone has a different story, but like I was roommates with a lot of them, <laughs> so okay. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of the original background. Like me and Marcus were uh, roommates in Paris, and uh, um, me and Mikhail were roommates in Finland, and so it's. It, I mean, that's that's kind of how we connected. But through mutual friends, probably is, is the other way of looking at it. So. Yeah. Mutual friends introducing and, and then end up being roommates with sort of and then some of them, you know, other ways throughout the year. So um like um I met um our CFO Henry in a in a nightclub in Manila. So you never know <laughs> <laughs> you never know where you're gonna meet someone. Yeah, definitely. It's it's amazing that uh you know, someone like a roommate or a person that you met in a club could come to so perfectly fit inside a role at a company like Four Sigmatic. Uh, the world has a funny way of putting pieces in place like that. Yeah, totally. And how have you approached new additions to the company? You've grown a lot in size, uh, so maybe just a word on qualifications that you look for when, when bringing on new team members. It's kind of a long conversation, really depends on... Um, Depends on the role and uh, the situation. So I don't think there's any cookie cutter solution. But what I can say is culture is really important. Obviously, you don't hire someone if you don't think they can get the job done. No matter how nice or amazing they are, they have to get the job done, whatever that job may be. But um, but beyond that, I think cultural fit is is key. Yeah, that's a that's a good standard. Uh, one one story I know. It's one Tim Ferriss likes to tell. Sometimes at the, at the beginning of his podcast, as he uh, he's reading the sponsorship for Four Sigmatic, he'll mention you sold out within one week the first time he he advertised on his podcast. Can you tell me maybe about that story or any other examples of trying to keep up with the growing demand for Four Sigmatic products? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> those are pretty sad stories, actually. Always... Uh... It's it's when you start a new company. It's kind of um, you have to work so hard to get people to know about it and make good products. And then when somebody wants to buy it and you can't ship it, that's that's a super bummer. But uh, yeah, Tim has a pretty big audience, and and obviously he's a he's a smart guy who does his research. And and when he promotes a product, which is rare, and then usually people love it. And we thought we had to prepare for the for the demand that would come from, you know, he mentioned us, and uh, but we had not, so we were basically pretty badly out of stock, actually, and to a certain extent, we've been on and off out of stock for the last year, so um, it's a lot of work 
to keep up with the demand. And, and as a young company, you also don't have the the luxury of just like buying tons of inventory because you have to manage cash flow um, really carefully. Otherwise, you can't make payroll or something like that. So it's a it's a tricky thing. It sounds like there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely a challenge, but that's why you do it. You don't do it because it's easy. You do it because it's challenging and fun. You know, so I don't mind that. We'll see where where life takes you within the next few years. But do you have any specific goals for the company within, say, a five-year time frame? Yeah, I mean, of course, we make plans and and stuff. But uh, I would just hopefully we'll have fun and. Uh, and continue to grow as 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 humans and and learn and then finally contribute to the to many people's lives and, and that's those are the kind of the three big things that we want to do but obviously we have more specific goals short term mid term and long term so um yeah basically that's it but hopefully we'll have fun and we'll learn and we can help people so and it will all make sense i think people often focus too much on on revenue versus their craft and doing good work. Well, you're certainly doing good work, and it's it's a craft that you've been uh, you've been circling around your whole life, and you're making some good progress. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Thanks, man. Yeah, I listened to the interview you did on the Rich Roll podcast, and you two talked for a while about uh, the support you give to breast cancer research and also other other types of cancer. Could you tell me how? Uh, you forged relationships with these different organizations, and why uh, the research is important to your mission. We feel that our products are partly uh, a social mission by itself. Just making good products is is contributing for the better of the world. But additionally, we always wanted to do something else. We planted trees in Russia. We built, tried to build a school in Cambodia, and so on and so forth. So we always had a social mission. We don't talk about it that much because we feel like that shouldn't be the reason why people buy our products. They should buy our products because our products are dope. <laughs> but yeah, and, and then a few years ago we landed on working with a company, uh, or a non-profit called Boarding for Breast Cancer, which is a female organization, you know, with a lot of snowboarding, surfing, skateboarding background women, uh, educating people about breast cancer awareness. And we work with them and and they're amazing, and um, and cancer has through that and the partnership with Boarding for Best Cancer a key area where we really, you know, try to give back as well beyond just making great products and educating people for free. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wrapping up with some rapid fire questions here, keeping an eye on the time. I'm wondering if you could be any mushroom, the the ancient Oregon mushroom, notwithstanding. What what mushroom would you be? I think uh, probably Tramella. Pretty white, soft, spongy, good for the skin. All right, yeah, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Um, and maybe a few people you're impressed by, other companies or organizations doing good work. Well, I'm impressed by nature, first of all. Um, that's, the, that's quite the source of inspiration. Um, and I'm often inspired by people who do something totally different and try to learn from them. So, um, um, for example, I was just at this uh, event called Summit Series that I've attended many, many times. And, and then when you sit down with somebody who is a violinist and you learn from them about their craft that I don't know anything about, um, that's always fascinating. 
I think this year I've learned a lot from, from women. I have a lot of amazing, strong women in my social network, and, and there's a lot of, uh, I guess for certain social reasons, there's a lot of um, conversation around now about uh, females' uh, rights and, 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 and anything around that topic. So I think that's a play that I've been learning a lot from. And then obviously have like childhood heroes or whatever that I learned a lot back in the day, but that's where I'm right now. Yeah, yeah, those were some thoughtful answers. And Taro, I want to, uh, to thank you for the time and just say keep up all the great work. Thanks, man. And hope to see you, if not at the next year's Bulletproof somewhere else. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see you at the Shroom Room, I'm sure, when I'm back in California. Can you tell listeners about that and any other places you'd like them to find you online? Yeah, I mean, it's Four Sigmatic everywhere. So F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C and all social and online. And um, we have a store called The Shroom Room on Abikini in Venice Beach, California. And uh, we serve mushroom tonics there and, and this year around. Come, come get a free sample. All right, Tara, I'll see you there. Thanks for the time. Okay. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please visit chancebychance.com. There, you can find more podcast episodes, videos, essays, and information about me. Chance Gilliam, as well as the sign-up to my email newsletter. That weekly email newsletter is the absolute best way to stay in the loop, so get in the loop. The sign-up's on the homepage at chancebychance.com. If you'd like to support this project, please visit chancebychance.com forward slash support. There are a number of ways you can contribute. Until next time, thank you all for listening.